get a pen and paper and take some notes because I believe that God's going to speak prophetically to the church. But I want you to, I want you to shout this with me. Say, Lord, I'm ready, Lord, ready. To, receive your word. to receive your word. Come on, say this again. You can do better than that. Come on. I'm ready to receive your word. Speak to me. My ear is attentive to the voice of your spirit. Speak, Lord. Say this again. Speak, Lord. Now, if you believe that, give Jesus a hand. And then you may take your seat. I want you to quickly grab your Bibles, grab a pen and paper, make sure that you If you don't have a pen and paper, lift your hands. One of the ushers will help you with a pen and paper. But I really do believe that God gave me a word. And I'm going to start with a new series. The series is called The Church of Jesus. And this is very important. Listen, this, this message is going to have a two-part to this message. At first, I'm going to teach you about the Church of Jesus. And, 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 and it's, it's actually things that everybody knows. But it's, it's things that not everybody is, is applying in their daily lives. And then secondly, in the second part of the meeting, I'm going to go into what God has given me to the church of Jesus for the age and the hour that we are living in. Now, I want you to tell the person next to you, the one you like, that this is the greatest hour for the church to be alive in. And I want you to turn to the person that you tolerate and you tell that person that the church of Jesus Christ, come on, say this, the church of Jesus will prosper, will move forward, and never backwards. The church of Jesus will go from glory to glory. If you believe that, put your hands together and give Jesus a shout of praise. Now, before we're going to get to the scriptures, Paul, Paul says in the book of 2 Corinthians, he speaks, and he says that we have to examine ourselves daily whether we are in the faith. Now I'm going to say this again. Paul says that in the last days, people will depart from the faith. Jesus said, if I return, will I still find faith on the earth? This is the words of Jesus. Now, I want you to think about this for a very, very quick second. What will the Lord find you doing if the Lord returns? I've asked somebody last night, imagine you're standing in a room and, and you were having a conversation in the private of somebody about someone or maybe against your leaders or whatever and suddenly you turn around and there's Jesus standing. What will the Lord find you doing? Jesus said, if I return to earth, will there still be faith on earth? Paul says, examine ourselves. What does it mean? It means that every single day of our lives, I have to come to a point where I examine what is on the inside of me and, and whether I am of the faith or not. Now, uh, um, if, if I study in the scriptures, the Christians were all, all only called Christians after the book of Acts. They, was, they were called Christians. Before that, they were called people of the way. The problem with the 21st century church today, we are not people of the way, we are people in the way. Now, come on, I'm speaking to people of the way this morning. This, this is the problem with the 21st century church, that I, I grew, grew up in places where, where, where the truth has been spoken, and people jumped up and said, that, that changes something on the inside of me. Today's people hear the truth and they get up and say, that offends me. Now, Paul says, Paul says we need to come to that place 
where we, where we have to recognize whether we are still in the faith, whether you are on the road, people up the way, or people in the way. Now, I want to go deep. Can I go deep this morning? Coming to church every Sunday, and by the way, I want to just say welcome to all our, our TV broadcast viewers around the world and everybody that's listening to me on Facebook and on Podbean. I want to speak a word to you. Becoming or, or being a Christian, when you come to a church, does not make you a Christian. Coming to church to soothe your own conscience doesn't get you saved. What, what, what the whole grace movement, let me, let me call it the extreme grace movement, has messed up is that we can do whatever we want, that God is pleased with our filthy lives. But, but what we miss is that God is also a God of righteousness and a God of judgment and a God of truth. And, and this is what we need. Come on, I said, we, this is what we need. We need, we need the truth. Now, I, I'm not here to, to give you 20 minutes of nothing. I'm not here to tell you how good you can do in business because if you want to be in business school, you can go to university. I expect that when we come to church, that we are hungry for the manifestation of the power of God. Am I speaking to somebody in this place? The church has kept people busy with business modules and business school, and we are losing souls by the thousands. Now, I want to, I want to go a little bit deeper. When we come to the church of Jesus, the church of Jesus is not an afterthought. People treat the church of Jesus Christ as an afterthought. And many people, many people, and I want to say this quickly, the rebellious people, the unfaithful people will always say, well, I am the church. I don't need a church. No, you are wrong. You are not the church. Calvin, come here. Stand here for me, quickly. I want to, if they can, the four of you, stand here for me, please. Nowhere in the Bible, in the book of Acts, does the Bible say that the Spirit of God fell on an individual. No, no, let's try that again. Acts chapter 2 doesn't say that the Holy Spirit came and fell on an individual. The Bible says they came together in one accord. And the fire of God fell upon what? The church. The church does not constitute out of one man. The church constitutes about out of many members in one accord, one mind, and one heart. This is the church. This is not the church. Wow, wow. Why is it so quiet? This is, and this is where people say, well, I am the church. You know, I don't need a church. The church is just a building. Well, it's a building that we come to. Did you know Jesus was preaching in buildings? He was preaching in the temple. So, so God uses these buildings to get his saints together in one accord. But the, what, what you need to understand quickly, just think about this. Jesus said the following. He gave to the church some apostles, some prophets. We all know that. And we are becoming part of a body. He can't be the finger the arm, the hands, the toes. But they can. They can. I can't be the head. I can't. And by the way, free of charge, there's only one head in a church. And that's not, that's not the main pastor. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the head of the church. He's the head of the church. So I want to throw this out there. The church is not an afterthought. It's not a second great idea. Jesus Christ instituted the church. The church is actually the cornerstone to the kingdom of God. And how you treat the church. Now, now I want to go. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. So please remember, the church is not an individual. The church is a gathering of saints. Oh, come on. Help me out. I said, help me out in this place. We need to understand this. That people think that and this is the rebellious, unfaithful people. 
that say, well, I don't need the church to love the Lord, and I can be a, you cannot, you're in rebellious, and the scripture says, rebellion is sin as witchcraft, you know how many people, how many people judge people that, that operates in witchcraft, but yet they are rebellious, and when you are rebellious, the Bible says you are doing exactly the same sin as they are doing, you are walking in witchcraft, now it, it gets all quiet, it doesn't stop there, the Bible says, and stubbornness is as sin as, as, as idolatry, what is idolatry? Idolatry is worshiping gods. Worshiping false gods. So what the Bible is saying, now, now I'm going to go deep. What's the difference between somebody that's stubborn and a Muslim? Both of them are doing idolatry. Worshiping other gods, dead gods. So this is what the church needs to understand. That while we are busy being rebellious, people, people I want to speak to the real group. Come on, the plastic ones, close your ears. People say, I don't go to church because the church is full of hypocrites. Why do you still go to your job? Why do you still go to the malls? The malls has more hypocrites than anything else. Come on. Uh, stop going to your workplace. Stop going. Don't go back to that job. Don't go back to that gym because this place is full of hypocrites. If you want the perfect church, change. Woo! High five your neighbor and say it's getting hot in this place. We want perfect churches, then you have to change. If you, if you can say something, say hallelujah. If you can't say anything at all, say just say ouch. Come on, 1 Samuel, can we get 1 Samuel on the board? 1 Samuel, open your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 15. For rebellion is as, as the sin of witchcraft. Now you know that's not the Vessel du Brain translation, it's actually in the Bible. Rebellion is, is sin as witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Now, now this, is, this is fact. You can either hear the word of God this morning, or you can reject the word of God. But when you reject the word of God, he will reject you. All right? And being, being king, he spoke to, to you as, as kings and priests. He, he will reject you if you reject his word this morning. So I want to say this again, for rebellion is as sin as the sin is witchcraft. Many Christians in churches today operate in witchcraft. I'm speaking, I'm teaching to you about, uh, 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 can, I, can I go deep? I don't want to, I want to touch on next week, but, but you know, the Bible says if somebody is caught in the, in, in the act of, adul of adultery, do you know what the, the, the Bible says the church needs to do with him? Can I tell you what the church needs to do with him? Restore him. But do you know what the Bible says, how you have to treat somebody that's bringing the vision? The Bible says, mark them and stay away from them. Uh, he didn't hear me. Let, let's try this side. So somebody that's in idolatry, restore them. But he says that somebody is causing division. Do you know what you have to do? You have to print out photos and give it to the ushers. And say, ushers, if you find these people here, you call, you call the police and you chuck them out. You don't allow them on your stages. My God, you don't allow them in your leadership, you don't allow them in your worship team, you don't allow them in your prayer groups, because the Bible says they will divide everything. Now let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm teaching you about the church of Jesus. The church of Jesus is not an afterthought, it's God's perfect plan for the church. Now, scripture says in the book of Revelation that the new Jerusalem will be adorned as a wife to a husband. But do you know that the church of Jesus is going to live in the new Jerusalem? So we form part of the bride of Christ. Now, if you hate the bride of Christ, if you hate a man's bride, you've got a problem with the man. <laughs> People hate the bride of Christ, but they think they are safe going to heaven. 
If you can't even be in church here because of the hypocrites, heaven is not going to be for you. Heaven is going to be full of hypocrites, saved by grace. Woo! Hallelujah! Come on, I want you to jump to your feet and say hallelujah! Hallelujah! I want you to hear me. We are living in the times now, and you can, you can mark my words, it's facts. I spoke to a couple of the, the team members the other day, I said, you know the, the, the thing for me is the things that I've been prophesying, the last six months of my life, everything has come into fulfillment, everything. And so this is why when I receive the word of God, I don't take it lightly. So I believe that we are living in the days of great apostasy, or a great falling away, as, as, as Paul has said. And so we're, so we're living in the times, I was here two, two, two Saturdays ago, got into the church and God spoke to me about the lukewarm Christian. It's clear as day. I heard the Lord say, I'm judging the lukewarm Christians. I'm judging lukewarm Christians in this hour. And, and you, have, you better hear me. So let them that has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, that the lukewarm Christian shall be judged. And this is why I believe at this hour, it's not coming next year. Please hear me. I, I'm going to say this until I get your attention. It's not coming next week. It's not coming next month. It's here right now where the angels are walking with scepters and they are dividing the lambs from the goats. Absolutely. Now, I want you to, to hear me right now. If you look around you, this is month end. Month end, we know people don't go to church. People are in the malls. Because Jesus said something. He says in the last days, the people's love for God will grow cold. They will have a love for pleasures rather than loving God. They will love rugby more than they love. My God, help us when the World Cup comes. We have to pray that Jesus never returns on payday. That Jesus never returns on a cold day. You know, cold mornings, cold mornings. People say, hey, I'm not going to make it. It's too cold. I have to be here. Because something caught my eye. The Bible says that those who are faithful to the end, they will be saved. Come on, those who's, those who's faithful on payday, those who's faithful when it's cold, those who's faithful when it's hot, those who's faithful when any, all, all of hell break out against me. I'm faithful to the end because there's a love. Uh, as Jesus said, the zeal for my father's house has eaten me up. If you sit in this place and there's no zeal for your father's house, you are lost. No, you didn't hear me. Then you are lost. There must be a zeal for your father's house. This house and the houses of the Lord around the world is the Lord's idea. It's not a, a second great idea. It was his idea. He died for the church. He rose for the church. He empowered the church. And you need the church. I said you need the church more than ever before. Stop saying I don't go to church because the church has hurt me. The walls didn't fall on you. The roof didn't fall on you. Come and help me out. Those who's been hurt, you've not been hurt by the church. You have been hurt by people. And, and let me just refer. Can I backtrack a little bit? And I, I, I wanna, this is where I'm going to get real now. Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and say, Lord, where can I change? The church, the 21st century church, hear me around the world. Take responsibility for your own actions and stop blaming the world for all your problems. We need, we need Christians in this hour. Come on, I'm getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting hot in this place. We need Christians in this hour with backbone, not wimps. We have enough wimps in the pulpits, enough wimps in our seats. We need men and women of God with backbone that will
will stand up to the occasion and say, Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. We hide behind our smiles a lot of sin. And you know what's the, the problem when the presence of God comes in? It's a good problem. When the presence of God comes in, things come to the surface. Why does it come to the surface? Because this is God telling you, I want you to change these things. Now what people do is, oh, I'm offended. People that's offended in this hour will be part of the falling away. Do you hear me? If you get offended, Jesus said, in the last days, people will be offended. My God, very soon, we're going to look up and see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on the clouds of glory. Because every prophecy is playing out right in front of our eyes. Jesus said, they will be offended. They will be offended. Say with me, they will be offended. And anything that offends you, it means that you are doing it. If the shoe fits. So people get offended. Come on. People get offended. So the thing that, you, that offends you is the thing that God wants you to change. Hello. This is why it's coming up because God says, I don't want that in your life. I want you to get rid of that. Hallelujah. So offended people will be part of the great falling away. It's a fact. But can I, can I go on? So in the, in the great falling away, as we are living in that hour right now, do you know what also is happening? Churches around the world will be too small because there's a coming, a move. Can I tell you what's coming? Those who dress the part, look the part, will fall away. And the greatest sinners will run to the throne of Jesus. There will be such a great harvest of souls. In actual fact, I, I prophesy this to you that you can look up and see that the field is white as snow with the harvest. It's as white as snow with the harvest. You know, we, we, have, we have Christians that want the, the bottle milk every single week. Give me bottle milk. Give me bottle milk. But nobody wants to get to that position. Give me the meat. If I'm a liar, Lord, I'm a liar. Please help me. I want to repent of it. Not, you know what, I don't want to go there because he's a liar and she's a thief. And she looked at me funny. I go to church not for who I can please. I don't even go to church. And I want to I rebuke a couple of you. Can I? Thank you. If you go to a church because your friends attend that church, I rebuke you. You don't go to church because your family goes to that church. Or your friends go to that church. Or your boyfriend goes to that church. You go to a church that's full of the fire of God. Full of the truth. Full of the truth. A church that challenges you. Amen. Come on, not somebody that tells you great things to get into your pocket. You need the truth because the truth shall set you free. The church of Jesus Christ in this very hour is not losing ground. Please hear me. They've said to me, vessel around the world, especially now, nation of South Africa. And I'm going to get very deep right now. I'm in, I will go to churches. I attend meetings where somebody of not of the color preachers, people get up and leave. This is in the nation of South Africa. Because I don't want to listen to a Chinaman preaching. Well, you're going to miss heaven. There's going to be Chinamans. There's going to be black people. There's going to be white people. There's going to be Afrikaners people. Why isn't your church Afrikaans? For the simple reason we are full of tradition. And the language of heaven is going to be English. So. I'm not fighting. I'm, I'm teaching about the church of Jesus. The church of Jesus is not consisting out of a race. You're going to have 
a shock of your life when you get to heaven and you see nations of every tribe and tongue standing before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. People even say, well, I don't want to serve Jesus because he's a white man. He's not a white man. God is not color. God is spirit. And those who worship him shall be worshipers in the spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. So the remnant is rising up in this very hour. The remnant is rising up. You know what Jesus says? He even went on to, and he spoke the same thing against these people. He said, he said that you are, you, for the Afrikaners, I see the likes of Grafstene. That's Jesus. Paul says you, or, or the book of Acts rather, Peter commanded them, he said, you stiff-necked, uncircumcised in your heart and in ear, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your forefathers did, you do the same thing. He's speaking about the church coming into a place of religiosity. We are so full of religion. So full of religion that God cannot speak to you. Listen, in this hour, God is not going to use people that's full of religion. He's going to use people of relationship. Come on, a remnant of people. Now, I can see the Afrikaners very offended. There's no amen from the Afrikaners now. It's just the English people shouting a little bit here and there. The Afrikaners, come on, hear me. If it offends you, change it. Lest you miss heaven. Lest you miss the hand of God. Come on, I'm preaching. I'm Afrikaans. I'm Afrikaans. They still love me, you see. It's truth. It's facts. It's facts. I've got my church. <laughs> I got my church. All right, let's go. So, Jesus said the following thing. And this is his own words. This is not even Peter that said this. Jesus said, I will build my church. Uh, let's rephrase that again. I will build my church. He didn't say I will build your church. He didn't say I will build the AGS, the PPK, I will, I will build the NG, I will build the OOP stories, the Seven Day Adventists. This is not what he said. No, okay. I'm going to try this out again. He, he, he said, I'm going to build my church. My church. When Jesus said, I'm going to build my church, he had a module of what the church should look like. I'm getting there, by the way. All right? I'm not going to be long. Three o'clock, I promise you, you can leave. All right? I, I, I want to teach you about the church of Jesus, whom Jesus loves so much. And by the way, to whom Jesus is returning. He, 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 and let, let's go on. Jesus didn't even say, oh, I'm going to build your faith city. He said, I'm going to build my church. And he said the following, and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. It means your, your lack of faithfulness towards your church. Your rebellious towards your church. Your absence towards your church is not going to close those churches' doors. Jesus said, even all of hell can try to rage against my church. It will not prevail. Do you know why? Because the church has not been built on a man. The church has been built on Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. We have this ideology that if I'm not there, things is not going to happen. Can I, I want to prophesy this to somebody quickly. The ravens is on the way. And if the ravens don't listen, God will always allow something else to come and bless you. 
If the ravens don't listen, he will send the parrot. And if the parrot doesn't come, the mossy will come. And if the mossy doesn't come, he will use the dogs. And if the dog doesn't come, he will use the cats. And if you don't want to worship him, he's still sorted out. He's still sorted out. He's got, the, he's got multitudes of angels in heaven that will worship him. And if they don't want to worship him, he's still sorted out. He's got rocks that will cry out. And if the rocks won't cry out, the sun and the moon and the stars will cry out to him. But he's always got a backing plan. Come on, my God has a backup plan. I have been created to worship him. Come on, let the church of Jesus arise in this hour. Oh. You know, I've never seen Muslims fighting each other. I've never seen Muslims on social media say, don't go to that imam, don't go to that mosque, bunch of hypocrites. No. If business needs to be done, they will drive 100 kilometers just to bless another Muslim. They told me, as clear as day, if, if this was a mosque, Muslims would have come together and paid. The, the guy told us, the Muslim guy told us, in a week, this building would have been paid off. Do you know what? Can I just quickly tell you? And this is, I say this before the Lord, the day will come that this church will be able to fund churches around the world and fund evangelists. We will not build, we will not build monuments. We will not build monuments. We will build the kingdom of God. If my brother down the street has a church and he suffers, this church will intervene. Am I speaking to the right crowd? That's the heart of Jesus Christ. Jesus doesn't look at a church and say, wow, 10,000 people are blessing only here. I've got, I've got news. I've got nothing against big churches. The book of Acts, the church was big. It was a mega church. But you know what? We, were, we are building buildings instead of building people building people to love people to love God with all of their hearts and all of their might and and this is why we will always every time that we get there put an emphasis on the presence of the Lord so if people tell you you don't need a church you are the church rebuke them you are not the church by yourself you need a gathering of the saints even Paul says he says you have to gather you have to gather if the Muslims shame on the Christians if the Muslims can close shop every Friday to go to a mosque can't you get your ugly self out of that bed on a Sunday morning and say, I'm going to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The church of Jesus Christ will not lose ground. In actual fact, the church of Jesus Christ will just go from glory to glory. The church of Jesus Christ will just see the tremendous move of the Spirit of God in this hour. If you believe it, give Him a shout of praise. Oh, Hallelujah. So the Bible says those who are faithful to the end, they shall be saved. This is Jesus. You know, in, Paul says in the last days, purest times are coming. Hard times are coming. It's here. It's not coming. It's already here. We're living in those hours that the times are hard. I need a, I need a few born-again people of the way that believe with all of their might that we're living in the hour that when famine strikes the world, famine will not come close to your house. Come on, I, I'm speaking to somebody that when turmoil struck down your street, that will not come near thee. Where are the people of the way that believe that he's the great provider? He's the way maker. He's the miracle worker. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. I'm arising in this hour. Ah, come on. We and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. 
I'll serve him on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday. I'll serve him when the pastor has preached a heart message. I'll serve God with all of my might when somebody's out of tune. I don't come to church for a man. I come to church because I love the Lord and I lay down my time. Because the Bible says, as they gather together in one accord, something is happening when, it, when we come together in one accord. In one accord, where there's unity, there's God. God is always in unity. I know, I know, uh, 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 he was a friend of mine. I can't, I can't say he's a friend now. But many years ago, this, this guy is a, he's a preacher. And you know what? He hates the church of Jesus so much. So much. He's an itinerant minister. And every time he asks for the church, help me with finance, finances. But he hates the pride of Christ. He hates them, but he doesn't hate the money. Well, it's quiet again. You can't hate. You can't hate the body of Jesus Christ. You can't hate his bride. Now, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that those who preach him will have a greater accountability. We're going to have to stand before God, and there's a greater accountability that we can have to give. But let me just quickly turn it, turn it both ways. That those who sit and hear the truth, you're going to have to give accountability for what you've done with the truth. You're going to have to give accountability for what you've done with the presence of the Lord. Come on, the word that you receive your Sunday after Sunday changes people. Come on, we get testimonies from everywhere. Our people are being touched by the presence of the Lord. What do you do with it? God said, what do you do with it? People are walking, as my dad said yesterday, people are walking with spiritual leprosy. They have spiritual leprosy, and you know what? They never, they, they, they just hide the leprosy behind the smile and a wave, and they're still full of leprosy. It doesn't matter where they go, leprosy finds them. Leprosy follows them. It's time that the leprous people come out and say, Lord, I need your healing. Come on. Don't let, don't let your brokenness take you away from the perfect will of God. Stubbornness is idolatry. Rebellious. You're rebellious. You're doing witchcraft. I check who pompy froze all the months now. Where are you? Oh, stubborn. Stubbornness, hardnekkig. Hardkoppig. Hoogmoedig. Amen. Eina. Father. Rebellious. Rebellious. I want to say this. If you can't say sorry, you're rebellious. If you can't Listen to the word, you're rebellious. If you can't submit under the anointing, you're rebellious. Rebellious people. If you're being rebuked and you can't take that rebuke and turn it, rebellious. And Jesus coming against, he says to you, the rebellious house of Israel. Speaking about the rebellious house of God. He's rebellious, the, the church is rebellious. And people think that when they go to church, and if they don't go to church, the church is going down. No, there's sinners waiting to sit on your seat. And the Lord is, is gathering them. The harvest is here. I said the harvest is here. This is why I do what I do. The month of November, we're going to go to the, uh, the, the nation of the Philippines. We will have a crusade there. Where thousands of people will gather. Sinners, not Christians. Sinners will gather to hear the truth. And we trust the Lord that thousands will come to salvation. We trust the Lord that the whole nation of the Philippines will be shaken by the power of God. That nation where Lester Samuel went, where, where demons has bitten people in jail cells. Visibly, can you see how, how, how the marks of teeth are engraved in flesh? That's the nation that we're going to go to. And that's the nation where God's going to shake with power and such might and such glory. You know, I said it Wednesday night to the Bible school students. You, people don't even know in South Africa at this moment how many great men of God are leaving this nation. Immigrating. 
immigrating. Do you know why? Because the Bible says that a, a prophet will never be without honor except for among his own people in his own nation. The nation, I'm speaking to South Africa because I'm a South African. You don't know what you have in this country. You don't, have, you don't know who you have in your midst. This is why the Bible says when they leave, then suddenly they will understand, wow, a prophet was in our midst. It's time that we honor men and women of God that lays down their life for the gospel's sake. This is not a job that we do on a Sunday. This is, this is our heartbeat from a Monday to a Sunday. You know, when you sleep, we don't sleep. There's pastors out there right now that's on medication just to help them sleep. Antidepressants and, and, and all these stress relievers because they have the world upon their shoulders. But this is why the church of Jesus must arise. In the book of Acts, the scripture says that when the Holy Spirit fell upon all of them in one accord. Do you know what happened? Daily they were added to the church. The Holy Spirit added to that church daily. It goes on. It says that the church had no lack, no need. Do you know what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. This doesn't happen today. If I do this today, I will be called a false prophet. Back in the day, they stood like this. Here's the disciples. And the church took what they had, and they brought it to the apostles' feet. And they said, here is a title deed to ground. If somebody needs property, here's property. Here's food. If anybody needs food, here's food. Here's extra cars. I can't drive on, on four donkeys. I can just drive on one donkey. So here's free donkeys because there's some donkey needing people. And the church had no lack. And do you know why the church had no lack? Because the church had the heartbeat of the Father. Can I go a little bit deeper before I'm going to get to another dimension of the sermon? Anything and everything that you do, before you do it, before you post it, before you say it, make sure that it has eternity worth. If you are quarreling, I'm going to give you a wild example. You and your wife are quarreling. And the quarrel goes on for two weeks. And after two weeks, ha, huh, it's sorted out. The whole two weeks is a waste of time. You know, okay, I'm going to speak to you. It's a waste. Why does that two weeks of quarreling change eternity? If you drop dead today, that two weeks of fighting meant nothing. People, no, I'm not going to speak to you about in, in marriages. People fight for no reason. People complain, oh, it's too hot, it's too cold. What does that change of eternity? Paul says life is like a vapor. The one day you live, the next day you date. Last night I saw a man of God, I, I, I love his ministry, I don't need to mention him. He's about 86, 87 years old. And so I looked at him and I looked at his picture and I saw that in my spirit I knew that the Lord is going to do what he needs to do at the end, but God's going to take him soon. He's going to go home to be with Jesus. And I thought to myself, he was young at a point in his life, and he preached with such power, and he had so much dreams, and, you know, and suddenly he's old. Suddenly he's, he's at the point where God's about to take him from the earth. If he looks back, how many times does he say, that was a waste of time? Whoa, I wasted my hours there. I've wasted my life there. You know, there's people sitting here, you waste your time stressing. You waste your life worrying away. You worry, you worry your life away. And there's nothing that you can do by worrying. It's not changing eternity. I promise you, look me close in the eye. You will always find people will change. Situations will change. What you're facing right now will pass. It will not be the same forever. But this is how Jesus is a constant. He's our only constant. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your business is one day up, the next day down. But being down doesn't mean you're out. 
It doesn't mean that he deserted you. It's just a season that's about to pass. But what is the most important thing is the eternity value in your life. Anything and everything that you do, if you make a decision, you must think to yourself, will this influence eternity? How can this bless the kingdom of God? Now, I, I will go into more details next week. But you know, the scripture speaks about the different types of ministry in churches. Do you know that the guy playing the keyboard, that's a ministry? Somebody that sings in the front, that's a ministry. Somebody that parks cars, that's a ministry. It's a ministry of helps. And so whatever you do, you don't do it for God, you do it for eternity. Because what you don't know is while you were singing, the people that listen to my podcast, my TV, TV programs, they hear somebody's worshiping. The souls that I win comes on your account too. This is why Paul says some sow seed, some water it, but everybody gets the same harvest. If you believe it, come on, give him a shout of praise. Come on, quickly. Jesus said in Matthew 25, he spoke about the ten virgins. He said five of them were ready, waiting, waiting on the return of the Lord. Their lamps were full of oil. And there was five not so wise. There was no oil. And when they saw, the, when they saw him coming, they asked, please give us a little bit of, of your oil. You see, the problem is, church of God, church of Jesus, you can't get ready. You have to live ready. You have to live ready. When people see you, they must see the Lord. High five your neighbor and say he speaks to you now. <coughs> Hallelujah. Paul says to the church, he says, who has bewitched you? You have started off right. Can I go deep? I'm speaking now to the body of Christ. Then I'm going to get into the remnant. Are you, the remnant, you're going to have to hold on to your seat. Okay. But Paul says, who has bewitched you? You started off right in the spirit. But now you are going off in the flesh. Now this is the, the church of Jesus. We have started off right, but everything turned around. I understand if you want to ask me about budgets, I can tell you about budgets the whole day. You don't even know this. Uh, listen, with us, we are never secretive. Whatever we do financially, everybody knows about this. Our ministry, without traveling, needs 250,000 rand a month just to do what we do, to keep the doors open, to feed the people, blah, blah, blah. But, but, who has bewitched the church in today's Church, the only thing that we do and think about is money and business ideas. Conferences about finances. We have financial conferences, but we don't have soul conferences. We have leadership conferences, but we don't have servant conferences. People say, well, great leaders will make great servants. No, to be a great leader, you have to become a great servant first. Am I speaking to the right people in this place? You know, we're living in a, in, a, in a time, especially with our generation, that we go to church when we feel like it. And when the vibe is not good, when the smoke machine is not working, when the lights is not all well, I'm not going to that church, you know. I want to feel welcomed and approved. By whom? By whom? It's, it's time that the church of Jesus Christ arise out of the ashes. Come on, get off your grave clothes and start to understand I'm not part of the dead and dry bones that are stinking down here. Come on, God has called me for bigger things. I'm saying this again. The church of Jesus Christ is not an afterthought. It's His idea. The church of Jesus is the structure, the, the cornerstone of the kingdom of God. People preach kingdom, but they preach against the church. It's impossible to preach about the kingdom of God and not include the church of Jesus Christ. When you preach the kingdom, you include the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. To whom, to whom did he say that? In the same sentence as he said to Peter, on you, I will build my church. Come on, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So what did he say? I give my church keys to the kingdom. Hallelujah. I hope that gets you. I said, I hope that gets you. The gospel must be demonstrated with signs, wonders, and miracles. The gospel was never intended to be a feel-good experience. We need the gospel must change us. It must challenge us. It must get us right to the edge of our chairs. Where Paul says, examine yourselves whether you're still of the faith. Come on, if you examine yourself right now, are you still of the faith? Are you people of the way or people in the way? Every single word spoken. Whether you want to hear this from me or not, every single word spoken now on this earth, one day will have to be accountable. You're going to have to be accountable for those words spoken. Everything that you fought, come on, everything that you planned behind the scenes. By the way, no conversation is private. You can take your wife and speak in a room, nothing is private. The Holy Spirit hears everything, He sees everything. Come on, He knows everything. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Okay, so that's the church. So I want to recap quickly. Can I? The church of Jesus Christ is going to experience a great shaking. Hear me. Watch me. People that you fought served the Lord will no longer serve the Lord. Sad to say. Will no longer. The people that you, I've said this, please help me if, if I'm wrong with timing. I, I reckon about two months ago I said that the Lord is going to expose things in churches around the world. Who remember I said that? It's happening every single week. There's new things that the Lord is releasing. Now, you can come. Thank you. Now, hear me quickly. When Jesus said to the disciples, stay in the upper room, because my promise is coming. The promise was intended for the church. I'm going to say this again. In the book of Acts, when one hurt, everybody hurt it. If one had lack, everybody had lack. What happened in the church? Who has bewitched us? I said, who has bewitched us? People today, we get messages, I don't like that song. Well, I don't care. We don't worship you. We worship the Lord. I don't care if you don't like that song. I, do you know why I can say this? Because I told my wife the other day, I said, don't sing that song. I don't like that song. That's a bad song. And I felt a conviction in my heart. To whom is it a bad song? Are they worshiping you? Sorry, Lord. No song is a bad song. People complain about everything, and they miss what it's all about. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. I said, it's about him. But I don't like the way he dresses. So what? I had people coming out to me the way I dress. What's that thing in your pocket? I cry a lot, so it's a, yeah. Oh, we fought. We fought it's a sect. Because we see a lot of people wearing it. We thought it's like colors, you know. 26, I'm a number 26. He's a 28 and he's a, it's just a hanky, okay. Thank you. And it looks nice, by the way. Huh? I like it, man. But why do you wear a jean? I can come in a corkbrook. It's going to make no difference. Next week, Sunday, I'm coming to my court, Brooke. 
<laughs> I, I had a guy that, that ran into our church. He, had, he was bare feet. His, his feet was black. And he was, he's a white man. He was 30. Record group. And he ran in. And I said, hey, did you see? They came in with a record group. I said, I want him right up front in center. Those are not people that should sit in the back. We need them in the front. Jesus didn't come for. He came for those who's broken, those who's hurt. Come on, those who's down and out. That's who Christ has come for. Come on. The church is a hospital for the broken. The church is a hospital for the lost. It's not a, it's not a place for the perfect. Listen, this church will never be a monument. We are not building monuments. We are building movements. This is not just a church. This is what the book of Acts says. It shall become a movement. A movement of the Spirit of God. Come on, lift your hands and say, Lord, let this be a movement. Let this be a movement. But out of this all, out of all the complaining, all the rebellious people, you know, you go on social media, you go on YouTube, Every you will find the Christians, the religious Christians, will always attack where the Spirit of God is moving. Now, I want to speak to the real people. If you have a real anointing on your life, you will have supernatural attack on your life. Or maybe you hear me this side. Why are you going through what you're going through? It's because the anointing upon your life. Let them, it's more, now, now hear me now. This is deep. It's more important who speaks into you than who says something against you. Whoa, allow God to speak in you and close your ears to what people say around you. You know, it will come because Satan wants to shake the church of Jesus Christ. But I've got news, devil, that no weapon formed against the church shall ever prosper. We have come to a place that if a church doesn't compromise out of a hundred people, you know, it's not a real church. Well, the Lord is he's building churches out of ten people. And ten people will carry the fires of revival in this hour. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the numbers. Somebody listening to me. It's not about the numbers. I hate it when I go to pastor conferences and everybody speaks, my church has got 500 people on the book. And how many go to church? Oh, 50. I'll leave the 500, who cares? If you tell me your church got five people, so what? As long as they're in love with Jesus Christ. As long as they're on fire. So here it comes. Are you ready? So while the church is being shaken to the core, the, the, uh, I believe this, that angels are walking. There's a scepter and the Lord is dividing. Why do I say divide? Because he's releasing the falling away. It's coming now. It's here, it's at hand. And a great remnant is rising up. The remnant will be part of what Joel prophesied in the book of Joel chapter 2. Where he says in the last days God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. The remnant that's coming up right now. Mark my words. Mark my words. If this doesn't come to pass, you can sound false. Living in that hour right now. People that I've, I've heard, I, I, I know men of God, or not even preachers, men of God. People that love the Lord. And then suddenly they're no longer serving the Lord. Becoming Buddhists and atheists and, and people start to preach that there's more ways to, to, to God than one. And you know, they, they, tell, they tell more, more churches to start to preach it because we have to, uh, we, you know, they, they say that we are short-sighted and, 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 and we, we just think inside the box. But, but God is bigger than that. No, His word doesn't change. There's one way to heaven and Jesus is His name. He's not a way, He's the way. There's no negotiations. Come on. Come on, saints. 
So the remnant is, is here. The remnant is rising up in this hour. Listen, I believe that, that, that Europe, if you think about Europe spiritually, Europe is dead spiritually. But there's a move of the Spirit of God coming over Europe in this hour. Come on, in this hour where a remnant will rise up in power. In South Africa, I pray that we will experience the same thing. In South Africa, this nation of God shall experience such a tremendous move of the Holy Ghost. That when it's paydays, we don't worry about payday. If it, if it wasn't for God, there will be no money in your account. People forget, it's not your boss that pays you. It's God that pays you. Amen. And the reason why that job is still open is because you are there. You've got favor upon your life. Now I want to quickly ask you, get John. Can we get John 11? Do I have more time? Are you excited? And I want to encourage you, come both services. This morning I had a great, great uh, guest speaker here. We had an awesome time here this morning. Pastor Boston preached a powerful word here. And he got me at the edge of my chair. In actual fact, I'm a man, so I don't want to say, I was crying a bit. It was powerful. So you, you can't miss any service. If you love the Lord, if I say to you, listen, on a Sunday we're going to have four services, make sure to be in four services. Now, just before we're going to get to the scripture, who was here the last time with our Breakthrough Conference? Lift your hand quickly. The month of August, we're going to have another one. A Breakthrough Conference. And I believe that Breakthrough Conference is going to have, is going to be that Jubilee, where dates will be canceled. Like they get me. Where sicknesses will be erased. So we're going to do it a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. And that Sunday, we're going to have an evening service too. Because we're going we're gonna to allow God to bring forth breakthrough because He is the God of the breakthrough. Say with me, He's the God of the breakthrough. Now, I want you to understand that there's a difference between something buried and something planted. Both of them goes into the ground. The one goes into the ground because its time has ended. But the other one is, goes into the ground because its time has just started. I declare to you that you are not buried but that you are planted. And because you are planted and rooted, the Bible says you will prosper even in your old age. When you are planted, you will grow. Is someone listening to me? There's so many people that message me and say, Vessel, I want to walk in the supernatural like you, and, and, and please can you help me? Well, first of all, be in the church. Grow in the church. Get your roots in the Word. Say hallelujah if you believe this. Now, before we're going to read the scripture, the Bible speaks about Lazarus. Lazarus died and he was dead for four days. When Jesus heard news that Lazarus is dead for four days, the Bible says he remained a little bit longer in Bethany. So he, 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 was, he was there a little bit longer. Jesus wasn't moved because Lazarus died. Okay. Now, did you know that the Jews believe that a person must be dead for three days? Then only they are dead. They believe that after three days, the spirit leaves a man only after three days. This is why Jesus had to be dead for three days. To prove. We all know that when you die now, you're dead. The spirit leaves the body immediately. They didn't. They believe that after three days only. Holy George, holy, holy, holy brother. No, the holy brothers, play holy. <laughs> Don't start to call him St. George now, all right? So, they believe a person must be dead for three days, and after the third day, the spirit leaves. 
So when Jesus heard news that Lazarus was dead, he waited another day. He made sure that Lazarus was dead, dead. Dead, dead, deader, deadest. Mors do it. And Jesus waited so long that the scripture says Lazarus deteriorated and he was stinking. Now, if somebody's dead for four days, please hear me. He was not in a fridge. He was laid in a tomb, in a cave like the, the Bible says. So he was reeking. He was smelling. And so when, when Jesus finally says, all right, it's time. Let's go to, let's go to Bethany. We're going we're to raise him up quickly. He says, listen, uh, he's sleeping. And, and the disciples said, Lord, no. Uh, if, uh, we want to die too. Jesus said, didn't you hear? He's just sleeping, man. I'm coming to wake him up. And I, I think to myself that those disciples thought to themselves, what is he talking about? So he's on his way, and Mary met him, and she said, Lord, if you have been here earlier, my brother would have been, would have been alive. But he's smelling already. Now I'm speaking to the church. I said, I'm speaking to the church. The church is smelling, deteriorating. It's not, there's no awesome. So, hold on. So, so the Bible says, Eventually, Jesus wept, and he didn't weep because Lazarus died. He wept because of people's unbelief. He wept because of the condition of the church. People don't believe. And then the Bible says the following. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a, la with a loud voice. It wasn't the silent voice. It was a loud voice. Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. Say with me, grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Just keep it on the screen. Now imagine this. This man is dead. Stinking. If you, if you study this, a, a man that's dead for four days, his body is, being, is getting decayed. First of all, your tummy swells up with all the gases. Face starts to fall in. You start to lose color I mean, the day that you die, after a few hours, the color is gone. Can you imagine the stench that came out of that cave? So when they heard that he's dead for four days, you know, there's many, there's many people, church people, Christian people, that they are buried instead of planted. There's many, many Christians that they are, are dead, that they, they are burying things they're not supposed to bury. They're supposed to resurrect some stuff. So the Bible says the following, when Jesus said to them, and he, and he prayed loudly, he said, Father, I don't pray this for my sake, I pray this for their sake. And then with a loud voice, he said, Lazarus, come forth. What does the Bible say? Yes, Lazarus, he came forth, stinking, deteriorating, and the Bible says he had his grave clothes on. This is the problem of the church today. We are victorious people, but yet we walk with grave clothes. The Bible says his face was wrapped. This means the church is blinded. We, we live a blinded life. We don't even know what God wants to do next. Come on, we, don't go, we can't even see. The Bible says the following in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. You wrestle not against flesh and blood. The, you fight people. Why do you fight people? Your fight is not against people. Your fight is against principalities and powers. Rulers of darkness in wicked places. Somebody say Hallelujah. But the church is too blinded. We have become blinded. We stink. But Jesus said, take off those grave clothes. Loose.
loosen him up and let him go. I'm here to speak to people right now. The Lord is saying it's time to leave your grave clothes behind. You are not buried. You are planted. You are not stinking. Come on, you are living in Jesus' name. You are not deteriorating. You are walking in victory. And somebody has bewitched you. Somebody has blinded the church. I say, church, sleeping giant, arise to the occasion. God is about to do something so big for the remnant that will cause your drought to stop now and forever. <laughs> the remnant, please hear me. The remnant that goes through all the things that you're going through and you still cling to the word of God. You do not walk in rebellion. You do not, come on, you, you listen to the word of God. You serve the word of God. Listen, by the way, if you find the local church that you pour your life into, I promise you, you're not pouring your life into the pastor's life. You're pouring your life into the, into the Lord's house. And, and whoever takes care of the Lord's house, he will take care of your house. Trust me. The way you treat God's house is the way that God will treat your house. Oh, come on. Somebody need to hear me. I'm speaking to the remnant in this place that you're not dying. Come on. You're not stinking. Where's the remnant? Please wave at me. In actual fact, remnant, I want you to jump to your feet if you're the remnant. The remnant shall prosper. I said, the remnant shall prosper. Come on, I want you to jump and say, I will prosper. Now quickly take your seat. I'm almost there. Elijah said, he said, there it is. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He didn't say, I just hear the sound of rain. He says, what I hear is the abundance of rain. I don't know. Maybe your, your face is still covered. Speaking to the remnant, can you hear it? Healing is coming. Abundance is coming. Victory is coming. Restoration is coming. Deliverance is coming. I said deliverance is coming. Overflow is coming. Now, I, I'm looking at, I'm going to try to do that again. The remnant, this will get you excited. I hear this. I see it. I smell it. I was driving on this gravel road. I felt like a small child. It's like I'm expecting a great gift from the Lord. The remnant will get excited. So I'm speaking to the excited people now. The remnant people. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. What I'm hearing now, what will stop, will stop the drought on your life now. Not tomorrow, not next week. It will stop it right now. And there will be an overflow to all eternity. I hear healing is coming. I hear restoration is coming. Come on, I hear deliverance is coming. I hear breakthrough is coming. I don't speak to the church. I speak to the remnant. The breakthrough is coming. Come on, I, I hear favor is knocking on your door. Come on, I hear contracts is knocking on your door. Come on, you are not dying. You are rising up to the occasion. I'm speaking to a few people, and I prophesy this, that you are next. You are next in line for that promotion. Come on, you are next in line for that miracle. You are next in line for that breakthrough. Why? Because your Father is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's a way maker. He's a promise keeper. That's who He is. Remnant of God, arise to the occasion. The remnant of God are people that's hungry for Him. There's a desire for him. I have to stop right there. I, I had much more to do. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. Amen.
That's one thing of the remnant. The remnant knows his voice. You're sensitive to him. You shut up when he tells you to shut up. You are not going down. Whether they want to see you go down, you're not going to go down. The church of Jesus is expanding in this hour. Can I just quickly tell you, in China, China will become one of the biggest churches in the world. And China is a confound uh, country. You can't have Bibles. But, you know, they have, they have churches underground, behind locked doors. They have churches. And the church in China is growing. It's growing. The church in Indonesia is growing. The church around the world is growing. Because the Lord is raising up the remnant. The remnant will experience. Now, Jesus said the following, I will reveal myself to those who love me. I want you to just do me a favor. Wherever you are, close your eyes, lift your hands. I want you to forget the person next to you, behind you, and around you. Lord, if there's anything in me that you despise, remove it. Remove it, Lord. If there's anything that you don't approve of, take it out. You start to seek Him, miracles will seek you. Seek Him, breakthrough will seek you. Come on, guys, lift your voice and start to pray. Go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. Come on, tell him, Lord, from this morning, I give you my mouth, I give you my tongue, I give you my eyes, I give you my ears, I give you my hands, Lord, I give you my fingers, I give you my arms, I give you my legs, I give you my thoughts. Oh, everything is yours. Use it for your glory, Lord. Maybe you're sitting in this place, you just need power one more time. Come on, he'll empower you. He will empower you. Church of Jesus, get out of that tomb. Get out of that tomb. Remove those grave clothes. Come forth in Jesus' name. Lord, remove this offense from my heart. I'm the remnant. I don't get offended. I want to ask you again, pray with me deeper, come on. Come on, I want you to pray louder. Come on, go in a little bit louder. Ramosi, Come on, two minutes. Two minutes is going to fall. Two minutes, the glory of God will fall in this place. Marta si quebravando. Lipa basanda. Risca bomondi. Lentulo mosuta. Oh, sababanda. Ienda chnipo soto lo robosi enda. Girababasi enda la rabasando. Oh, you are so holy, Jesus. You are so marvelous, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Come on, I hear the sound of breakthrough. I hear the sound of healing. I hear the sound of abundance. I hear the sound of restoration. I hear the sound of deliverance. It is here. 
Set your people on fire, Lord. Don't let anything this morning keep you away from the presence. If you had a bad morning, forget what the cat did to the dog and give him your best this morning. Give him your best. Come on, I have to declare this in two minutes. The Kabbat glory of God shall fill this place. I want you not to lose focus. I want you to pray like never before. Get out of your comfort zone and seek the Lord. While he may be found, seek him with all of your heart. Come on, let's lift it up again. Come on, come on, lift it up. He's here. Oh, Come on, the glory is falling all over, all over, all over, all over. Come on, press in, press in. Come on, a few more minutes. A few more minutes. A holy presence of the Lord. Don't seek healing, seek the healer. Don't seek provision, seek the provider. Everything will fail if Jesus is not in it. Everything will fail if Jesus is not in it. You war and you quarrel among yourselves for no reason. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I will heal the land.
church. Thank you for revealing yourself to your church, Lord. Let the church arise. Set us on fire, Lord. Woo. My God, we'll never be the same again. Stand quickly. Lift your hands. If you're on the floor, stand on the floor. If you're on your knees, stand on your knees. Come on, for the last few minutes, lift your hands. Come on, don't stop, George. Go on. Lift it up. In one accord. In one accord. Lay aside every offense. Lift your hands to him. He's here. A holy presence is filling this place. Such a holy presence. We command sickness to go, fear to dissolve. seconds. Brace in, brace in, brace in. Ask him, Lord, reveal yourself to me. Show yourself strong this week. You promise in your word you will reveal yourself to those who love you. According to that, Lord, reveal yourself to your people that love you.
want you to put your left hand on your on your heart. Right hand, I want you to look to heaven. Every eye closed, please. I want you to grieve. Ask the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you will touch me, that you will reveal yourself to me. I'm so desperate for you. You promised that you'll reveal yourself to those who love you. I pray that you'll reveal yourself to me. I pray you'll give me a new zeal for my father's house. That I'll burn. They will be defying my bones for the house of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you will trust me. Thank you, Lord, that you will come to me first when you want the job to be done. Don't, don't select me secondly, thirdly. I want to be first, first in line. If you need something to be done, Lord, for your house, come to me. As your word says, whom shall we send and whom will go for us? Here I am, Lord, send me. Send me. As your, as your hand is on your heart, I release right now the anointing of God over you. Take it now in Jesus' name. By the way, yoke destroying anointing. It's door opening up anointing. Receive it right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. So stretch out my hands towards your people. I pray that you will fill them. Fill them with joy. Fill them with peace. Fill them with your power. Church of Jesus, it will never ever go down. He's building his church at the gates of hell. Will never prevail against it. Release the fire of your spirit in this place. Purify us, Lord. Purify your church. For you're coming back for a glorious church. A victorious church. Come on, as you're standing in this room, as your eyes are closed, I want you to take this right now. If you have come to this building, you've come to this place, then I declare to you in the name of Jesus, by next time, this, this time, next week, everything will look different. I want to say this again, and I want to say this with boldness. If you have come to this building and you believe this, I declare to you in your house in the name of Jesus, next time, or next week, this time, everything will look different. Everything will look different. These people that sit in this place, come on quickly, I want you to agree with me. You need favor. You need favor. Come on, you, you need Monday to be a Monday of great favor. I want you to pray with me. Just close your eyes. Keep your hands lifted. I'm not going to be long anymore. I'm, I'm speaking to people. You need favor. You know, what you need right now, man cannot do for you. You need God to intervene. You, you need God to send out an angel before you to, to do the work. You need God to close some eyes. It needs to be closed. You need God to open some ears. It needs to be opened. But I declare to you in the name of Jesus, as the servant of the Most High God, I declare that favor is coming to your house right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that Monday morning shall release such favor in the name of Jesus. Come on, wherever you go, wherever you put your foot, favor will follow you in Jesus' name. You will not even know how it was possible, but God will make it possible in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking to people in this place, the drier the bones, the greater the miracles. I'm declaring you in every day 
situation, you will rise up as the remnant of God. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare Tuesday will be blessed Tuesday. Tuesday will be blessed Tuesday. I'm declaring to you, if you have come into this building, if you're listening to me over the airwaves right now, I declare Tuesday morning will be a morning of great breakthrough. Great, great breakthrough. It will be a morning that, listen, you will expand to your left and you will expand to your right. Wherever you touch yourself, be turned into a breakthrough. I declare to you, Wednesday will be Miracle Wednesday. In the name of Jesus, as you have come into this building, Wednesday will release such miracles to your life. In Jesus' mighty name, first day. First day is your day of the supernatural. The super will be natural on that first day. My God, let first day come. First day, I'm coming for you. This is going to be my week. This is going to be my week. Resurrection Friday. Friday, everything will rise up in Jesus' name. Every dream will come back to life. Everything that belongs to me shall prosper. Next, time, next week, next time when I come to this building, it will be whole different. My story will be different. My story is not stopping here. It's a different story. There's people standing in this building right now. And this is what the Lord is showing me. You need great favor from the Lord. You need God to intervene in this miracle. You don't know. You've got no idea how you're going to do this. But I want to tell you that God is about to shift you into such favor. Such favor. I need, I need at least five people that will agree with me that you are next in line for promotion. You are next in line for that promotion at your job. You're next in line for that breakthrough in your business. You're next in line for that contract in Jesus' name. Come on, you're next in line for that job opportunity. You are next. I need somebody that will have the guts to shout, I am next. I am next. I am next. Now, would you just, for one minute, just lift your hands and love Him. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you always show up in this place. Thank you, Lord, that you never change. Thank you, you're the same, always. Always the same. Always the same. Always the same. Always the same. Make sure to download our Podbean. If you've been listening to our Podbeans, we want to encourage you to become a patron of our Podbean. Support us to preach this gospel to the ends of the earth. We appreciate you.